Welcome back, Wrestle Nerds. Vic the villain here. Let's see who's making their way to the ring. Pretty chubby flaco, dímelo mi gente. We have a special guest. It's another special moment for you folks here. Ladies and gentlemen, a man of such elegance and extravagance needs no introduction. He is Wrestling Rich's prize and more importantly, the face of change. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Carter. How you doing, ladies? How you doing, Darius? Doing good, looking good, feeling good, always staying good. Check that. Okay. okay. I knew it was a mighty good day. When Darius is flexing on us. He's flexing on us. Oh. Okay. I'm oh, just being hard, man. I'm just work, always working, always hustling. I keep going on. So. I love it. I love. It. Talk, talk to me a minute, man. How you been? How 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 is work lately, man? How how, how you holding it down? It's, it's been, you know, it's work never stops. You know, business never stops. Money never stops. And, you know, I've, I, I dabble in the marketing, some of that stuff. So I've been, it's been amazing seeing what goes up and what goes down. It's kind of, money tells you the future, you know, um, where people are putting their money. And I wish more people paid attention to it. Even if you didn't invest, just look where money is going. Look what's going up, what's going down. And that'll tell you kind of the way of the world. Um, so yeah, I've been in my office. People are starting to act like there's no COVID anymore. So people need to calm down a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah I see that. it's just, it's just, we all can do business without, you know, rushing to a place. And I think that mentality, I think people need to calm down a little bit, but other than that, business is continuing and it's been good, you know? Awesome. Awesome, man. And listen, we we we've, we love seeing you at those shows, man. We've gone, we've seen you at Capital, man. Ace, we know your CCW days, man. They, we just really can't wait to get to see the product again and, and have everything back to normal. And we know one day things will get back to normal, but until then, like you said, we gotta keep that pace, man. Keep that keep that slow and steady. You wanna you know set, get a huge setback. But uh, yeah. uh, why, don't, why don't you talk to us about yourself more? Like, well, tell, tell me how how did this game whole this whole flash man this this whole style thing it, it didn't come overnight, baby. You you was at eleven years doing this thing, man. Talk to me how you got into this, man. How'd you start? Oh, Eddie knows, Eddie knows how long I've been wrestling, which is great. I don't just go out there and say <laughs> it. Uh, you know, I just want my veteranship to be known and kind of realized. So some people are like. <laughs> It's 18 years. I'm like, how many times are you going to tell people? You've been doing it 18 years. I mean, respect to you. You're a great wrestler, but that's not what makes you great. It's not about just how many years. It's what you've done in those years. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, 11 years, I, I've been able to do a, a lot in that. And and you always want to do more, but you got to look back and be grateful for what you did. And, um, you know, for me to have been able to wrestle in the UK twice, I mean, that was a dream just to get over there once. And oh, yeah, to do that and to, I got to meet Johnny Kidd, who's a, a world of sport, you know, legend. And yes. like, I got to, yeah, and I got to train with him a little bit uh, before the show. So just little things like that. Um, it, it, it makes everything, you have to look, you know, you got to keep going in life and you got to keep wanting more, but you also got to look back and, and look at what you accomplished. You have to count your accomplishments. And I think sometimes people either are too down on themselves or they too ahead of themselves. Just realize what you've done. And if you know you've accomplished, just keep building on that. And to have been able to go to the UK, regardless of promotion, regardless of whatever is like, that was incredible. I was out there for three weeks total. Um, and that was a great thing. That was awesome. 
Um, and that's and that's what this is all about is exploring the business and, and finding yourself and getting as far as you can, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. You've um, done, so you've done, go ahead, Peter, be quiet. Oh, sorry. Um, so wrestlers growing up, any wrestlers that you idolized, you looked up to, which ones were your favorites growing up? Yeah, it was uh, you know, the Nature Boy Ric Flair is always the the go to, and I'm and I'm I'm very very clear about that, you know, about Rick. Um, you know, I his entire career, um, going from the territories and being the man at a time when being the man, I don't want to say really meant something because it always means something. But back when you were undisputed, there was no oh, it's this, it's oh Rick and this and this and that. And there's no disrespect to everyone else, but when you were NWA World Heavyweight Champion. You were you were the guy everywhere, you know. Everyone was lining up just to get a chance at you. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what I loved, and I know that was a little bit before me, but that's what I grew up on. Ric Flair. Um, I studied him. I loved him. I loved his the way he came up. I loved everything he represented, uh, and, and that's what I liked as a child. You know, Hulk Hogan didn't do it for me. You know, the prayers and the vitamins to me was like okay, but a lot of people pray and eat their vitamins. And they're still not you. So what's going on? <laughs> so, so what's going on? More than that. <laughs> I just like, I looked beyond the I looked beyond the, the the surface. You know, I always felt like Hogan was kind of a surface character, uh, whereas Ric Flair was deep because this guy was not. He, he was the best looking, the best dressed, the best wrestler, and he kept putting money into himself. He kept elevating himself. Just when you thought Rick did it enough, well, here he comes on a chopper. You know, and then it, it's just he never he just always raised the bar in and of himself. And that's what I wanted to be. I'm like, Darius Carter can never stop growing, never stop changing, stop evolving. My my where I started to being kind of young money, you know, swagger like us, you know, because I, <laughs> I, I, I did well in, in early. You know what I mean? So, you know, 16, you're able to legally work. And I, I prepared myself for that. My mom, my mother worked for a Fortune 500 company when she was 19. So, wow. At, yeah, so, uh, and that's something I don't just put out there. So there you go if you were listening to this. But um, I, I just kind of was ready to be successful before success came, if that made sense. So uh, I just put eggs in different baskets, and I had some good people with me at the time. And it's just my mind did that. And in college, opportunities just opened up tenfold. You know, anyone that – College is where opportunity is. Uh, and, and, you know, we talk about education and wrestling. It's so important to get your education and, and just to have something. And like I said, even if you don't complete college or whatever, just experience it because it, it'll change your mentality on things. Um, you know, if you do it for a year, okay, do it for a year and then decide it's not for you. But at least try it. That's my suggestion to everyone because some of the experiences you have in college, you never can get back. And um, I learned, I've met a lot of connections in business and in this world through Rutgers. And I got to give them credit. You know what I mean? It helped me get to, to where I am, to where I can be in a pandemic and not sweat finance. You know, I'm not worried about, you know, right. I'm about humanity more than I'm worried about wealth. You know what I mean? That's humanity. Right. Yeah. Blessing. That's a blessing. Yeah, money, money will be money until money is no longer the thing that we care about. Um, you know, whether, yeah, but it's always going to be currency. It's always going to be opulence. Um, right. you know what I mean? And to see, uh, 
to see what's happening from this. That's like kind of exciting to me. And I know it's kind of sad to say in a pandemic that I don't want to say I'm excited by the pandemic, but the prospect of it uh, and where everything is going to go. I'm interested in how the world's going to look because the world needed to get shaken up. And it's sad that this is potentially what it is to shake it up, but something had to happen. Hardest of times. I, I, I can see that, man. I, I, I second that with the whole... Int- it's interesting to see what happens now because I, I, I it's funny. Who knows what new businesses arise now? What new companies, what new faces are are running the show, right? And, and yep. now there's so much open freedom coming up and the new world is not, no, is not the norm anymore. Now everything is more online and socially interactive jobs and stuff like that. So it, it, I just... And what a time for wrestling because now wrestling opens the door to, to, to more different style matches, right? I ask you, you you have such a great and amazing uh, wrestling. You put in so much great work in the intergender field. You, you have so much intergender work that how do you feel about wrestling p- plugging that in now, the future of intergender wrestling? Could that be something that, that maybe... TV starts showing a lot more, and maybe that opens up more doors for for talent. Yeah, I mean, the intergender matches are some of my favorite things just because I feel like women in general at this point in the career or or at this point in wrestling, uh, I feel like women are more likely to give you a fight back without complaining. Like, I, I feel like a lot like I could hit Kimberly strong and she's not going to complain. She's going to hit me back. Um, I can hit Mercedes Martinez. I can clock her, you know, and, and professionally, but we're doing, we're working, we're doing some stuff in there. You know, I'm going to, I want you to be alive in the match. I want you to be awake. I don't want you to be thinking about the next thing and, Oh, I got to run here and I got to go there. I want you to be in the moment. That's the type of wrestler I am. And not everyone wants to wrestle like that. A lot of people want to, wrestle the next, you know, with predicted moves and, like, be... And it's like, we'll okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, like, but that's not what I grew up on. That's not what I... Like, do you really feel that excitement doing it like that? Is that... If that works for you, then then sure. But for me, that feels like you're walking through, through the rain. It feels like you're just kind of going through it. And I'm never that guy. I'm always 100. And anyone who's ever been in there with me will tell you that I'm, I've never, there's no coasting. There's no cruise control ever with me, with Darius Carter. I'm always on. I'm always making you think I might pin you another time. You know, I pin you, I pin you three times in a row and now you got to kick out three times. Like, ah, it's like, yeah, cause I want to win. (laughs) How many guys go for multiple covers anymore? It's like pin your guy, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you hit him with all finish these moves with the finish. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, listen, I, the finish can be whatever it wants to be. If I hit you with a yakuza and I see you on your back, I don't need to hit the royal sweep. You're on your back. You're knocked out. I'm right. pin you right there. And, and some guys just don't get that. Some guys are just and like, the, oh, the, the point of the match is to get that pin, get that one to three. Right. They want to beat the. Yeah, they want to beat their own reaction. It's like, oh, well, I got a cheer. Let me get a bigger cheer than what I just got. It's like, man, right. your guy is down. Pin your guy. And going back to the point, I feel like women just in general just put up a better fight or uh, they just 
they just go at it. There's a, there's more tenacity. So I really like intergender, but that's not what I want to really define me. I want to define me uh, the fact that I can go in there with anybody. That's the point that I'm making. You know, I'm not wrestling women just to be better than women. That's not what it's about. It's about me facing anybody of any background, of any creed, of any gender, whatever, male, female, non-binary, whatever you are, you know, you still life, you know, it could be still life if I go in there with still life with apricots and pears, we could do something. I don't care where, what your right. creed is, where you come from, I, we should be able to go in there and produce art. And I feel like a lot of wrestlers wrestle the same type of people. They wrestle, and, and that's fine, you know, okay, you're going to wrestle that quick match to eight to ten, you know, you may occasionally do a 20 minute, but you're wrestling the same four or five guys. Right. Doesn't that so you're like, oh, I'll wrestle him forever. It's like, okay, but how do you expect to get to go somewhere? Right. I don't now, know. Now, Darius, a quick question, because you're talking about uh, female wrestlers, male wrestlers. Do you have any favorite opponents, past, present, or potentially future? Oh, definitely. Uh, I'm going to start with Dan Moff. Uh, Dan Moff was a tremendous opponent. He, he brings the best out of you. He makes you better. You literally walk out of a Dan Moff match better, and that's what it's all about. That's what life is about. That's what wrestling is, and that's what I pride myself on. I really feel, and, it, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to toot a horn, but I really genuinely feel like I go in there and make people better. I make you come out with a different mindset. It may not be the way that you choose to wrestle, but you're not going to wrestle a match like that often. There's, it's just, I'm just, it's just different. A match with me is just different. Uh, and, and that's what I take pride in. And I, and I love to see that. And Dan Moff does that for me. And he's, he says, I, he said, I've done it for him. And that means more than he knows. And he's a tremendous opponent. He makes you, you have to be in the moment. He's like, he has my mentality like that. You can't be anywhere. You can't be thinking ahead. Oh, I'm going to run here. He's already ahead of you. Uh, and I love, yeah, Dan Moff, Mercedes Martinez was tremendous. Uh, just one of the best wrestlers I've ever competed against, male or female. Just a specimen. She's a tr tremendous wrestler. Um, Steve Pena, I really like too. I know he wrestled, he did some things for Evolve. He did some uh, shows there. He's not as, I guess, a uh, uh, quote-unquote name, but he's, so, he's really talented if you look him up. Uh, P-E-N-A, Stephen Pena. Pena. Yeah, it's just, we have like some hard-hitting, technical, just really intense matches, and I like that. I like to get in there and kind of, you know, just fight for your fight for your life, and uh, that was really fun. Um, Killer Cross was a great opponent, too. Um, I would like to, yeah, I wrestled him at Warriors of Wrestling, and I'd like to wrestle him again, you know, now that he's you know, he's one of those, he's another one that evolves. So you want to, he evolves over time. So you want to wrestle him. You want to kind of have checkpoint matches with him. Um, and, and that's somebody I like to wrestle in, an, in like a year. And then like, maybe yeah, after, just every now and again, we check in on each other. And in, uh, just, okay. in, your, in your wrestler's mentality, just, just for your sakes, is that one of your things that like, is that a thing that, that just because that wrestler evolved, you want to, you want to feel out like that new style. You want to check it out. How, how, how it is and stuff like do you guys feel each other out like that yeah definitely that's I, I think one of the best parts of wrestling is feeling your opponent out and I don't feel like that happens as much as it should either I think 
you automatically assume that your opponent is good or bad, and you oh, expect damn. them. Right, right. You see where I'm going with it. And right. you, you kind of expect them to be on your wavelength. My whole thing is, I just want to go out there and know you. You're like, let's, let's figure it out. Um, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's underrated. Like, I want to wrestle right. everyone because I want to experience. Because the more I experience, the better I get. And now I, the more styles I wrestle, the better I get. Yes, I'm a technical, mat-based, proficient grappler. Um, but I also have striking ability. I also have uh, surprising agility. People have said surprising, but I can catch you with a drop kick. I can move in there. If you're a wrestler, if you're a mat wrestler, you have to be agile. You can't. You have to be able to grab a right. leg. Yeah, there's. If you're a wrestler without agility, you're not a wrestler. I'm and I'm sorry, and and I'm not. If, if your hurt feelings get hurt, but you can't be stationary. No matter how big you are, a wrestler will break you down. We'll grab your Achilles heel. We'll grab your ankle. You're gonna. Oh, you have weak knees. Here's a here's a press. Oh, and now you're down on one knee. And now half Nelson turn you. You're done. You know what I mean? Um, right. And, anything anything that doesn't look believable. If you're not that agile, it won't look believable. Is what it is, right? Right. Right. You can't spell and, that. Right. You have to have a a quickness to you. You don't have to be the Flash, Speedy Gonzalez. But you have to have an element of, oh, oh. If you don't have that snap, that whip, you're in trouble. And a lot of guys don't have that whip now. They don't have it now. I'm not, I'm not saying everyone had it back then. I'm not saying that. But more people had it. Bobby Eaton, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, uh, Barry Windham. These are guys that have, yes, those are men that had that whip. But you know what it is, though? They're not even that old. It's eighty. It's the 80s. You know, guys are so caught in the current. All they do is watch the last five years of wrestling. And I'm like, how do you, how do you think that's going to work? And it's like, well, that's what's in. Okay, but it won't be in in five years. And now you got to change your whole style to the Fed instead of having established yourself. You know? I... I've been true to myself, and all of a sudden, it's it's becoming more popular now. For me, I've always been a, a tactical, you could say vicious, uh, poignant wrestler. That I don't feel like that was as cool before because you wanted more, you wanted quicks, you wanted quick whips, and this and that. You wanted all this motion. I think now people are in, in certain places they're appreciating more of that technical, uh, you know, pick your spots type thing because they haven't seen that in a while. Really right. done well. Um, right, right. So I feel like my time is hopefully coming. We'll see that things are definitely getting better for me, even in this containment, so I can tell. That's why I don't want to say what is going to come and what's expected, but it's looking really, really nicely. And I'm not going to say it's looking better now than it would if, if it didn't happen, but I... You know, I am a beneficiary, so we'll see what happens. It takes a certain mindset, man, to have that mentality, man. You, you, you not everybody thinks that way, and that, that's the that's the right attitude. That's that's the mentality to have moving forward. And a man of such sophisticated mic work, you had to have some inspiration, man. <laughs> Talk to me about that. Who who inspired you to perfect such mic work like you do? 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, again, Ric Flair, because... <laughs> but man. Damn, so I, I think you cut off. Or is the mic muted, maybe? Shit. Damn. That might be me. No. We could, yeah, we could I see, see you, Darry, you. I see can't you. I just can't hear you. Yeah, we just can't hear you. Hold on. Let me go around with the mic. Can you hear me, Vic? I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it I might just hear, be. I don't hear. Yeah, it might Darius, just be something but... with uh, Darius's mic, maybe. I think you can cut off and come back in. I think. Let me just see if I can. Let's try and let's try and reset Darius here. Oh yeah, the interview is that good. Huh? Ah. There we go. There we go. There we go. There's my guy. There oh, Lord, for a second. <laughs> there it is. Right when we got to the juicy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, right when we got juicy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, where were we? We were uh... <laughs> um, speaking about the, the, the mic, mic work. work yes. Sir. Oh, the mic work. Yeah. We were talking about the different types. Okay, so we haven't talked about... We talked about, all right, this this person can get a great promo. This person can talk well. But we don't talk about the different types of promos. Um, and, and Rick cannot, can cut them all proficiently. He could cut the, uh, the commercial-type promo. You know, he could cut... And you know what I mean by that, where you're... You're kind of summarizing. You're going real quick. You say what you need to say, and you move on. Insert product name here and keep it moving, right? Yeah. Exactly. The product placement promo. But then he also had the in-depth promo where he would explain to you why he did what he did. He was saying, yeah, I got the ladies. Yeah, I got the, the wristwatch. Yes, I have the hair. Because why not? If anyone's going to have it, why wouldn't it be me, the greatest NWA world champion? And it's just like, look at him. He's right. And that's what I loved. And, and that promo was what I always I always said. You can't speak it if you're not it. So It's so believable. It's so believable. That's what he brings to the demeanor. That's, that's it. And, and, and I can't speak in a way that makes you look different. Because some guys, they look a certain way. Then you hear them talk, and you're like, ah, oh, that's it. It doesn't work. Um, and, and with me... I pride myself on looking the part and being the part that I talk up, you know, and, and being what I am, being what I say I am and what I truly am. Um, that's what I think makes me so different. And so kind of horrifying to people is like, I say something and, it, and it's true to pass. Uh, and maybe you don't want it to be from me, which is why they boo and they cheer, uh, not cheer, but jeer um, when they, because I'm saying something, maybe that you want to say it, but, you don't like the way I'm saying it, or you don't like the fact that it's not coming from you, it's, it's coming from me. Right. Um, and I think that's a different type of hate than like a, oh, like, you are, you're a fat fan, and you're overweight. like, you know, the easy way. A lot of people take the, right. the cheap way. And, it's easy, yeah, it's cheesy. Yeah! It's too easy. Right, you always need, you need like plants in the crowd to like, 
I don't know. It's just, it's like you need someone to forcibly interact with you or you just need something pushed. That's not really the art. The art is being able to get into people's minds and people's emotions and to bend them to your will. And when I go out there, I make people think because Darius Carter is a very real thing. Darius Carter is something very possible in this world. Someone that has done so well for himself. He, he doesn't, he loves wrestling with all of his heart. It's his passion, but he doesn't need it. He has the money already. And that rubs people a certain way. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't, I didn't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sleep in an alleyway. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to compromise my humanity for pro wrestling. I have my humanity. I do wrestling out of the love for it. You know what I mean? That because I, because it's the passion of my life, not because I need it because I need it to pay my bills or I can't, without wrestling, I can't have a roof over my head. That's not what wrestling should be for to you. It should be more than that. You know what I mean? That's, that's my thought on it. Um, I love it for the sport. I love it for what it is. Um, the tradition of it, the foundation, uh, there's nothing in this world like it. And Ric Flair exuded that in the promos because he loved wrestling. Everything he did was for wrestling. The four horsemen, everything was for wrestling. Um, Nick Bockwinkle, just another one that back in the NWA, a tremendous talker. He was very sophisticated. He was very, uh, he didn't scream. He didn't yell. He told it to you in a way that just, you're like, Ooh, that wasn't, Ooh. Calm and sadistic. Like. <laughs> just calm and just like, you know, and you can be talking and be like, you know, Dusty Rhodes. You know, after our match in Atlanta, I had to pontificate on what you've done to me. Uh, I realized the physicality, uh, the brutality. Um, I understand the diverse situation that we were in. Like, he's one of those people that could break something down uh, so fundamentally and, and put you in the spot. I, he could talk you in, into basically being behind the eyes of the person. That's that's the type of artwork. So yeah, uh, Rick, Rick. And you uh, and you just want to hear more, and you just want to hear more and more and more. You want to take it all in. He's one it. of those that he's gonna talk you into the building no matter what. Yes, no matter where he was, and those are my guys. So you talk natural heat, right? Like people, they it rubs them a certain type of way. I love it. I, I love every second of it, man. Me and Pretty Chubby caught a capital show once upon a time ago. Man, you was it ripping Hobo, it. We was, it was him that hit you with the streamer, not me, I swear to God. But listen, you, you was out there showing love. It was dope. You did your thing. Have you had a, a, a weird experience with fans or, of some sort? What was the weirdest shit like anybody's... You, you've ever Any like weird, weird interaction. Or like massive heat or some shit. Like. Well, what's always... What's weird is when... And I figured out that this was happening to me years ago, um, when promoters approach you, but promoters look and act so much like a fan that you don't know the difference. So then, oh. so then you kind of give it to them and you don't realize that they're a promoter. I've apparently done that a few times. Oh. Um, <laughs> Heal life, baby. Yes. <laughs> I mean... How is this gimmick, baby? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> How was I supposed to know? I mean, they didn't come up and say, oh, I'm such and such, and I run this promotion. 
it was like, oh, hey, Darius Carter, and you're coming to shake my hand. And I'm like, you know, who are you? <laughs> you know, wow. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine some of the things I've said because it's so off the top of my head. I don't write this stuff down and like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for this opportunity to say this. It just comes off of my head. And I say, I say some things. I never use expletives. I never curse um, at not once. Uh, but, you know, I've, I can say some things that will make you emotionally just, like, reduce into ash. So, so who knows what I've said to some of these promoters that come up to me and like, hey, Darius, you know, what's going on with a handshake? And I'm like, take your unwashed head and <laughs> take it to water before you try bringing it to me. That's right. You're not shaking hands. You're not shaking hands. Like you said a little while ago. We got you on, We got you under the scope, Darius. We got you under the scope, boy. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I knew you had me. You mentioned how many years I've been wrestling. Yeah. I said, all right. The man hasn't been shaking hands since before COVID-19. <laughs> Trendsetter. 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 Oh, that's Mover, shaker, history maker. That's Woo! what I'm... Uh, now, Darius, uh, speaking, speaking about, real, real quick, um, speaking about the, the COVID and the pandemic, uh, I guess my last question for you will be, any goals that you would love to accomplish once the pandemic is over with? What are you looking forward to doing? I think, I think it's getting about that time, man, that uh, Darius Carter is on a TV somewhere. Yes. Yes. It's yes. uh, it's just yeah. The more the more I'm, not even the more I'm thinking about it because I always was ready for it and always knew, you know. But it's been said to me so much lately, so many times. Just you know, your TV ready, this and that, and I, I know it and I believe it. It's just this, just finding the place that I want it to be at. I, it may not be my first choice, and that's something I have to appeal on. I may have to swallow. I don't know. We'll see what's up, but. I may not get my first choice, but I may get my second or my third, and we'll see. We'll see. Because if I have choices, I'm going to put everything I have into that first option. I'm not dilly-dallying. I'm not flim-flamming, you know. So I'm very excited to see the state of wrestling and what's next and where I can go. Uh, but the future is, is bright. The future is beautiful. The future is listening, awesome. And the world is listening. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, That's man. awesome. Preach, brother. Preach. I want to thank you for your time, Darius. Man, really appreciate you, my brother. Uh, we like to we like to end with a, a round of a lightning round. We call it the round of chess. Quick questions, whatever comes to your head. Quick answers. All right. I love it. All right, here we go. All right, <laughs> let's do this. Here we go. The third time. Here we go. <laughs> What's your favorite cheat meal? My favorite cheat meal? A uh, cheeseburger. With, yes. what, what's in it, though? What's in it, Yeah, okay. All right, but, all right. But any, any specific cheeseburger from any specific location? Uh, I mean, we said off the top of my head, so... Oh, right, right, right. right. <laughs> who, who, who are we trying to plug, pretty chubby? No, I'm just saying. No. Uh, you, talk, <laughs> yeah, you talk about food, and I get excited. You know me. No, you know, know me with food. I'm chubby for a reason, damn it. You, uh, you want a real cheat, a, a cheat one could be... Uh, the smash burger, but I'll get the uh, the it's a like a sauteed onion that comes on it, a yes. mushroom. Yes. Oh my god, 
It's like you're a speaking too dirty to me, Darius. Nah, we gotta dirty cut to this. We gotta wrap this up. Man. I gotta, I gotta go get me some speed round. See speed round. <laughs> it's a speed round. This. Damn it! You did don't, this. And don't bring up food, Vic. Everything but What's food. What's your favorite it. movie, Darius? My favorite movie, uh, off the top of my head, Snowpiercer. Okay. Snowpiercer. All right. I don't know if you if, if, have you seen that or heard of it. It's a, it's. Ah. I've heard yeah, of it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, Snowpiercer. Yeah, it's 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 dope. It's everybody's in a train. Basically, the world is frozen uh, to you know to a crisp. All right, and everyone's on a train, and it's and it's a hundred, it's a thousand and one cars, and it's a train from the the top is the wealthy, all the way to the bottom is the poor. So it's like a class based thing. It's it's and it's sick too. The humor is dark. It's very dark and twisted. We gotta watch this. Yeah, it's, it's 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 really good though, but that's that's what comes off my head. I like the speed round. Let's let's keep with it. All right, bet bet. If you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? If I was a superhero, uh, telekinesis. Ooh, I nice. like that. I like that. Uh, it would be it would be the ability to control minds and the ability to move things with my mind. Levitate. Awesome. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Um. If you had to, you, you could meet any person, real or fictional, who would it be? If I could who? If you could meet any person, real or, real or fictional. If I could meet any person, real or fictional. Man, I wish I could have met Billy Robinson, man. Okay. Uh, wow. Cla- classic professional wrestler. I, oh, if I could have been in like the, the snake pit or anything like that or... Just to even have some time with Billy Robinson. Oh, man. Brain, right? Pick the brain and stuff. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Just being on the mat and just... That's, man, Billy Robinson was vicious, man. If I could incorporate that into my style, I'm... Man, ugh. Speaking (laughs) of style, that flashy, elegant style, wealthy style of yours, what is the worst purchase you have ever made? The worst purchase... (laughs) <laughs> I have ever made. Wow. Uh wow. What is the worst purchase I've ever made? Uh have you a, been to WrestleMania this year? That's a good ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, I wasn't there. I thing. wasn't there. <laughs> good. That's a good question because I don't make bad buys. Um let me see. It was maybe there was uh, something. Uh, let me think. What was not good that I bought? I really got to think of this. That's not easy. Um, awesome. I, awesome. I love it. I'm on top of my buying. There's uh, whatever this is. I'm definitely not buying this shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. What was my? <laughs> what this is? You guys actually stopped me. So congratulations. What the worst thing that I've ever bought? Uh. Huh. Wow. Wow. I'm trying to think. Bicycle? Uh, no, not that. That bicycle wasn't bad. Uh, got it. Got it around the block a couple times. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't a bad bicycle. It just was. Uh, I don't even want to say that's the worst though, because it's so lukewarm. That's not even. Uh, <laughs> Stop me, man. I, I don't. I don't. I really can't tell you what the worst buy that I've ever had was. Um, no worries. You could keep it moving if you want. That, that's more, fine. We, we got them though. Darius we got makes perfect purchases. That's the problem here. There is no such thing for for you, sir. That's what yeah. it is. 
I don't make. I don't. I can't tell you. I made a bad buy. Nothing of real. Con- no. You gotta tell me this. What is the dumbest way you've been injured? I've never been injured. Never been injured. Wow. God bless you. Holy no, shit. I think I, I, I've, I've been like, and that's a blessing. I think that's with my style too. I mean, I've been hurt, but not injured. Right. Um, okay. Right, right. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Maybe the dumbest thing. Okay. So I had a Beyond Wrestling match uh, against. It was the Crusade, which was myself, uh, Gangone, and the Minutemen, and, and TJ against. Uh, this was. Milk Chocolate, so his team, it was NYWC, basically. So that was like Randy Summers, that was Tony Nese, all those guys. It was, wow. it was, a, it was, it was right, it was, Tony Nese got picked up like two months or a few months after that by WWE. Um, so, so in the beginning uh, segment, we're kind of, you know, I, I do my headlock and we'll run the ropes a little bit, a classic, you know, universal, we're, we're moving. And he drop kicked me, Randy Summers drop kicked me. Um, and I always take a T-bump. You know, I'm just a, a classic man like that. Yeah, I t- you know, I just turn. So that way, your body doesn't land on me when you drop kick me, you know? Okay. Because some people, when they throw a drop kick, you know, they throw it so straightforward that if you were to fall back or bump on straightforward on your back, they might land on you. Their knees might catch you in the, in the chin. So uh, you team bump so that you eliminate that space. Um, but okay. Randy... I don't know if he over-rotated. He threw everything into that drop kick. Oh, and no. somehow, I, you know, I take my team off, and I end up, you know, like, colliding with his head. And then my – and this is the first time I'm actually struck in the match. And then the inside of my lip is just lacerated, just oh, basically oh, – Gushing. So I'm – right. So I'm, but it's gushing on the inside. So, okay. I'm, just, oh, so I'm just kind of like okay. – I'm kind of like releasing a little bit of saliva as <laughs> it, it secretly, as secretly as I can, while this eight on this five on five match is happening. Uh, it, it was that was probably the dumbest because it just didn't make sense. Like I, I did everything to protect myself, and somehow, yeah, somehow I've taken a million drop hits, and somehow the the Randy Summers from outer space drop kick. Well, we bumped so heads. I'm like, how did we bump heads? How was that possible? What did you, how far did you rotate? Did you oh, pull man. up? But uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I gotta ask you, what is a useless talent you may have? A useless talent I may have. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think whistling is a useless talent. Um, I'm I'm really good at spelling bees. I'm a spelling aficionado. I don't nice. know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know where that will get me in my life. But, uh, I, whenever I saw that question, uh, I, that's my go-to answer. People are like, apparently that's a skill because people are like, oh, I can't spell for anything. Like, like uh, Right, right. It's a common one. I'll tell you that. Uh, God, God bless autocorrect. I will say that. God bless autocorrect. Yeah, people, people when they come by in the office, sometimes they, you know, they'll just... They'll be, hey, how do you spell this word? And they'll just throw one out. And it'll just be like, here you go. You know what I'm saying? Is, typing, someone's typing an email and they shout, hey, what's it? Call me. What's this word? Okay. It's hilarious. It's a funny life. <laughs> People who straight call me and ask me how to spell a word, you know, just because they're in the middle of typing email. And that's it. That's the whole conversation. 
Hey, how are you? Uh, Good. Uh, how do you spell this? During the day. That's it. How do you spell this? Say the word. Okay, thanks. Bye. That's it. We're good. Wow. What other languages do you speak, Darius? I, I speak... Uh, no, I only, only speak language I speak somewhat... I won't say proficiently, but I speak Spanish. I, uh, well, I have enough of it, but um, that's pretty much... You know, that's pretty much it. I've dabbled into different things, but I never really got anywhere. And languages take commitment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to really spend your time, and I spent years doing Spanish, but that was that was really before college. I did some in college, but most of it, my goals were shifting so much in college that language was not at the top or at the foremost because I had I was doing history, um, um, and then political science, history, political science, and psychology, and everything. Yeah, and then things shifted over to business uh, administration, business management. So then I had to take all the math courses, statistics, and all these other things. So a lot of things shifted in college while I was having the lifestyle that I was having. So right. Spanish, Spanish a little bit. So a lot of my Spanish is retained from high school uh, and from early college. So it's something. I don't know. But hey. I know if I, if I had to pick it up, I'd pick it up. You know, it is what it is. Right. Hey. I speak money. Done, understand done, that yeah, money. That's that's what matters, baby. That's Woo. understood all around the world. So favorite sports team. Favorite sports teams. All right, now see, see, you know what's up. <laughs> At the end of the day, you gotta have it. You gotta have it to give it. You can't give it if you don't have it. So you know. Make the <laughs> make the currency, and that's that. As long as people listen, there's some people you don't have to understand a word they say. Here's here's the here's the money. Here's the money. Exchange hands. Let's go. That's true. I'll see who, you next. <laughs> who is more important to you, the the heel or the face? The who or the what? No. Um, <laughs> to me, uh, there, there's no there's not one that's more important than the other. Um, both are essential for this business to thrive. And I, I wish more people understood that. You can't have a business without, you can't have professional wrestling without good and bad. There has to be a story other than I just want to, I want to be better than my best friend. I want to prove I'm the better high flyer. That's cool. But to sell tickets, to really boost economy and all those other things and revenue, you have to tell a story. There has to be a deep meaning behind it. And yes, someone has to be more good and one has to be more bad. That's the most intrinsic part of it. Uh, you know, I love the classic Flair and DB, uh, the Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. It was clear who was good, it was clear who was bad, and that's what made it better because you don't have to stress about who you, who you want to win. You don't have to like, oh my God, every match you're like, oh, I'm 50-50. You're cheering right. everybody on. Yeah. This, this match, you know who your heart is for. Your heart is 100% for Dusty, and you are 100% rioting if Ric Flair wins. I love that. I love that. And I pride myself uh, on being uh, – I pride myself on being the best of that side, of being uh, – uh, uh, you could say bad or villainous, but – that's the side to me because I know that I can go in there with someone and make someone bigger. That's what I take pride in. 
I can go in there with somebody and by the end of it, you will come out the, a better man. We can do a prolonged segment, a program, something like that, months, you, you know, even a year. I was talking about Orton and, uh, Orton's rise, you know, from 2007 to 2009. Uh, that was a long arc of storytelling and it benefited everyone in the long run. And I wish more people tried that. Thanks. I wish more people gave that. You know, I wish more people just tried to, you know, and it's on wrestlers and it's on fans. It's a re-education. But those years, untouchable. Those yeah. the, Think about the stories that we got. Think about the, the Randy Orton, uh, John Cena, the Anything Goes Iron Man match that they had at uh, Battle, uh, Bragging Rights 2009. Think about all this, everything that led up to that. Think about Ric Flair retiring in 2008 and then Orton immediately targeting everyone else that was in evolution, Batista, Triple H, well, almost in the wake of Ric Flair leaving. It was like his free reign. It's little things like that, and that's a more modern story for people, but it's, little, it's stories like that that over the long stretch of time make somebody better. They make these people into superstars, into megastars. And that's what Ric Flair did. Everyone Ric Flair wrestled from Sting to uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to Dusty Rhodes to Ricky Morton to Barry Windham to Magnum TA to, to anybody that Flair went in that ring with. You came out. Everybody loved you. Kerry Von Erich. Every, every one of these. Everyone came out just looking like a star. And that's what I want to be. I always want to be that guy. That, and you go in there, you have, you see my name on there against you, and you're like, oh, this is it. You know? And that, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. The striving, the hunger is real, Darius. I hear you, brother. If you <laughs> had one message for your fans, man, what would that message be? That message is to keep moving at all times. Constant motion, but survey your surroundings. You know, stop and appreciate. You know, appreciate the things that you've done. Appreciate how far you've gotten and keep building upon that. Keep going forward, but also realizing what you're, you know, what you've built behind you. You know, because one day you're going to, you are going to turn around one day and, and you're going to look at it and you're going to marvel. You know what I mean? Unless you're worth nothing and you haven't built anything your entire life and all you're going to turn around and right. see is trash. And that's and maybe a total. out of luck. That's it. That's it. You're know, SOL. You know, no LOL. Um, so it, it is what it is. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, just there's so much to do. And if you think it's over, you know, you're, you're, you're dead wrong. You're, you are dead wrong. Don't ever think it's over. It's not over until it's over. And that's the best right. advice. Thanks. Thanks. Darius, I want to thank you again for your time, man. I appreciate you for yes. spending your time with us, with the bad guys on Shooting the Ish. That means a lot, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we finally were able to do it. It's just cathartic, man. It's just beautiful to be able to talk and just bring ourselves back into the world, our world, once again. So right. thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank Have you very night. much, Darius. Thank you. All right. Be 